In the past two weeks since our last show, a whole lot has occurred. More than we can just simply digest and condense into a single episode. And uh, we will be dealing with some mature subject matter, including death by suicide in the latter half of the show. So if you have wee ones or if it's something that may be triggering, uh, you may want to sit out the latter half. But before we get to that, we're going to start off with some lighter fare. Mm -hmm. And Alexis, I have something for you. I'd like you to... Okay. Describe it to our listeners. What am I giving to you? All right. So this is the New Yorker magazine. Flip it over. Flip it over? Don't look at the words. Don't don't look at the words? Okay. Oh, my God. What do you see? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Halabong orange. Halabong. Halabong. Halabong tangerine. Now I am looking at the words. Now? So so you see a halabong Mm -hmm. tangerine Mm -hmm. with the lovely orange and the the halasan top to it. The peak to it. But... Who? What is it called? What are the words on this on this advertisement? Definitely doesn't say anything about Jeju. That's for sure. So super sweet, enormous. Su- oh, sumo citrus. Is that something from Jeju? What is that sumo? Doesn't well, that sound isn't more sumo wrestling? Japanese? Japanese, right? So <gasps> why do you? This is a on the New Yorker. This is a huge uh, advertisement too. Yeah, it's, it's massive. All, it's the back so, of the magazine. So what is? What does this make you think? What is? What do you see? What do you feel? Well, Im- you know, immediately I thought scandal, considering why, the, why is that? well, considering the tensions between uh, Japan and Korea mm-hmm. are never ending, mm-hmm. and for good reason or not good reason on either side, people mm-hmm. have strong opinions about this. But tensions are high. So as soon as I saw this, I thought, oh, oh, they, that's going to cause some drama. So <laughs> what would you say if I told you that Halabong uh-huh. is a brand name? You're saying that's just the name of the, the actual fruit? No, I'm huh. saying it's the name that Jeju has given to the fruit, uh-huh. while what? this California orchard okay. has given the name Sumo Citrus. But who, didn't, did it not start here in Jeju, the whole thing? No. No way! No. Are you serious? Yeah, Halabong... Was is this something you knew before seeing the magazine, or you had to look? Oh my gosh, the things I don't know about Jeju. The fruit's actual name, okay, is Dikupon, Mm -hmm. and it was developed in 1972 (laughs) by the Department of Citriculture Kuchinatsu National Institute of Fruit (laughs) Science (laughs) in Nagasaki. In Nagasaki, it's a combination of two fruits. Right. Right. That right. were combined together in okay. 1972. But okay. halabong is what they call it in only two countries. Korea <laughs> and Azerbaijan. What? Yeah. That's Oddly so, enough. That's so random. In Brazil. Okay. Where I believe it was actually introduced before Jeju. Because according to the JT, Jeju Tourism Organization, halabong came to Jeju in, the 19, in around 1990. This has got to go up on our Instagram as a fact, <laughs> as a factoid. Right. You know what's interesting though is uh, for those expats or foreigners, as I prefer mm. not to use expat, as the foreigners that do live here and then end up leaving um, Jeju, 
they'll go back to their local countries or something mm. or various areas. And if they run into a, a halabong, yeah. uh, it immediately gets a picture taken and gets thrown up on their Instagram because they're like, look, Jeju's made it to Canada. Yeah. Jeju's made it to, you know, Virginia mm. in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But actually, JTO wow. was shipping uh, halabong to okay. uh, the States in like 2015, okay. I think, based on a press release from the JTO. Okay. But... I saw this and I was like, okay, this is this is something we got to look into because this is a new company that just started right. in 20, 2011. But I didn't realize Brazil, it's called Kinsei, which is a combination of a Japanese branding term okay. for the Deco Pond fruit, which is this right in front of us. Good grief. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I thought that was... Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little less excited about that ad because I was like, "Oh my gosh, Jeju's on the New York magazine," uh-huh. and uh, clearly not. How does it make you feel about the fr- wow. like? A lot of people well, think lot, of it as, uh, as special Jeju, right? It's special. Yeah, Halabong. It's named after. Well, first the of all, let me be real honest with you. It's expensive. If you yeah. guys think outside of Jeju and outside of Korea think it's expensive, it's also expensive in on the islands. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's very, very common gift to give to families on the mainland. You'll see in one thing that's special about Jeju, at the post office during this season, mm. you'll go and it's just boxes and boxes and boxes of oranges being, or not oranges, halabongs being mm. um, shipped to family and friends on the mainland. Now, and the, the, the telling thing that Sumo Sutras or uh-huh, halabong right. is a, uh, like a branding initiative is when you go to the Sumo Sutras website, it, they say not every decoupon is a sumo Citrus, because oh, they smart. only take the best <laughs> okay. decoupon, mm. uh, decoupon fruit, whatever you want to call it. And I, I'm disheartened that it's I, not. I am too. I guess it, I, I just thought it was something so special. And, uh, um, you know, we were, okay, but let's be totally honest though, Daryl. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you, do you like, like the taste? Do you, do you find that it's sure. worth the money? Oh, I, I, I absolutely do not. Have you ever bought one? No, I mean, we're kind of special, especially being foreigners. We get mm. gifted a lot of things. But uh, uh, sheer honesty, yeah. I don't think they're that juicy. <laughs> I don't think they're that delicious. The, I prefer the... The are super sweet, yeah. easy to peel, seedless. They're And they're thick, thick-skinned, uh-huh. really thick, so easy to peel. No, I don't know. No, it's not my... And that's a dog, you know, wanting yeah. to be part of the podcast. So mm. they, we're like, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. But for don't. sure, if anything, I already am not like big on them. Now I'm especially not not so yeah. keen yeah. on. I really thought they were something very unique and very JG. Mm. But, all right, let now we know. The more you know, yeah. We should add. We should add. <laughs> I said this before. Yeah. Dun, 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 like the soundtrack over this. Yeah. So now JG's been trying to kind of like limp back to some sort of normalcy. Right, right. right. Uh, from through, the COVID-19 through the COVID, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two ways that have, this have become like the most apparent, mm, right? Especially right now, yeah. Right, and those have been the Jeju United Soccer, or football to our friends across Footy. the pond, and the Fire Festival. Yeah, which is, as I am, everyone that knows me, it is the coolest thing to do ever. <clears throat> so what's been going on with the Fire Festival? All right, so... Real quick update that on that. So the Fire Festival is actually happening this year. Last year it was canceled for obvious reasons. It's a it's a shoulder to shoulder event. It's uh-huh. very popular. Thousands upon thousands of people. So this year instead they didn't want to cancel everything. So they've made it a a drive in. Or I'm on fire. So uh, basically what they did is they raffled off tickets. And apparently, 
And this, I'll tell you something, Daryl. It's been really hard to get information from. Mm. I am the foreign foreigner liaison usually for the fire festivals. So, official? Yeah, I'm the official. Yeah, I get. I'm 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 fancy. <laughs> uh, no, but I usually help uh, organize, but not this year. And even mm. I could not get information about this. So this is the latest that I know. Mm-hmm. There's two places you can go see it. One is at the drive-in movie theater that Jeju has. Did you know we had a drive-in movie theater? Kind of. So cool. Of. It's on my bucket list. Mm. I've, it's been on my bucket list to go see a drive-in movie since forever and ever. That's You've besides been to the one point. before. Never. You've never no, been No, never. And it just, I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. And so I need to get out there. Sure. So that's the first thing is that you can you could raffle and win tickets or be the first in line, not necessarily win. Mm. And you could go see on live at the drive-in. Right. The second is you could have scored tickets to go see the mm-hmm. Orem, but the thing is everyone must stick in their cars. And the rules that they've been texting are really interesting. For oh, instance, like you can't roll your windows down. I was about to ask yes. that. Can you roll, you can't no, roll your you cannot down. roll your windows down at all. And the one in the drive-in, my friends tell me that they even, one of the rules, they even said you can't even eat in your own car. So we don't know, you know, because how, how are they going to police that? I know, I know. Well, first of all, how are they going to police that? And then why would you even say that? What What would be the thing? If you can't roll your windows down, why are we caring about eating? Yeah. Maybe because they don't want people to go in the bathroom? Can you also view it online, though? Like, is it going to be yeah, streamed online? Yeah, I, I believe they're going to just like, you know, because it's mm. going to be at the drive in. You can see it on, you know, the, the Facebook why not just page. Throw it you can... up on face, on, right, online. right. Yeah. So you'll be able to see it. But the other thing I don't know is what acts, if there's going to be any shows, if oh. there's going to be any music. So. Well, there's supposed to be local artists performing on. Right, right. right. It's going to be a. uh, But will it be at the Orem? Mm -hmm. No, because it's pre-recorded. I think. I truly, it's a mystery to me, Daryl. Yeah. So for someone that uh, usually is in the know on Uh a lot of things, it's been frustrating trying to get details about this. Yeah, and it's a couple of days, but I believe. Yeah, the fires, the fire, the fireworks, Uh Saturday. That's is that seven thirty? I think. Well. I don't know. Again, this is so confusing because they're basically they're saying, you know, get to the drive in at six o'clock. So it's a mystery. We'll know more after this weekend and I'll be able to report back. (laughs) (laughs) And the other way that Jeju's been trying to find some normalcy is Mm. through Jeju United. You went to the games recently. I did. I did. Or to the home opener? To the home opener. Jeju United is a footy. Yeah, it's Saturday. And it was the first one. It was fantastic just to be out. So, first of all, COVID-friendly, as in, no, COVID-anti, sorry, I should say that. Um, It's definitely social distance, uh, to the point of it's not even, like, one seat empty. It's two seats over, and then one seat diagonal in front. So, for instance, here on J... a box of seats? Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. Imagine it like a diamond. Uh A diamond, a diamond, a diamond, with spaces Uh, in between the diamonds, if you will. Uh So even here on Jeju, we're allowed to be four deep. We're allowed to roll four deep in a group, you know, to restaurants, to in your house. And you a can caddy. Have, and a caddy. Uh, you're, <laughs> that's going to be a longstanding joke, I think. Um, we might have to reference that back and tell people what that joke is. Another time. In <laughs> Another a couple time. years when, when it gets stale. Oh, um, but, so we're allowed to be four people uh, in a group. But at this foot of the game, you're still not allowed to sit next to your partner, or your uh, friends. You, everyone is socially distanced and in a mask the whole time. Right. And I'll say it sounds a little strange. Uh, one of my friends commented, oh, like even family? Yeah, even family. If they're uh, of age, everyone is everyone is sitting in an assigned seat. Was it okay? Did you have a good oh, time? I had such a good time. It was so uh-huh. nice to feel some sort of normalcy. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that, JG has it's fairly normal here, right, yeah, Daryl? Yeah, we've been lucky as we But said. not in ways of like 
these are things we used to do, you know, there, we, we would roll 20 deep of friends and go watch these games, crack open a few beers, mm. get the pizza from Emart. you know, it, it was an event. It was a mm. day long event and it was just really nice to be out there and doing something different. Could you eat in the stand? That's so interesting. I don't think so. Typically Koreans are picnic-y kind of people. There's yeah. kimbabs, there's, there's boxes, there's, yeah. yeah, there's things to bring. I didn't see anyone eating. Oh. Uh, now, don't get me, I can't quote that that's actually a rule, mm. but we, in my group of friends, actually comment on that, and then we spent time looking around the stadium, and not one person had food. And that would make oh. sense, because in that case, you would have to remove your mask, right? Right, so, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, uh, no beers were being sold, nothing like that. And how uh, how did you do? Because they were uh, re- yeah. regulated, not yeah. regulated. They came back up from being regulated right. to, to the bottom, to the second They're, tier yeah. sports team. Right now, there's what are they seventh? They're seventh in the K one league. Yeah, right with yeah. with no wins. Right? No, hey, hey, hey. Two ties. We we just had a, they just played a game Tuesday. Oh, did they? Yeah, we won a, oh. a sec, the second home open, yeah. second home game, and they won. You know, to anybody listening, if you get a chance to go, do do go. Yeah. It's so much fun so, how much are tickets now well cheap as always because you gotta love korea um so i want to say without a membership you're paying like ten dollars uh, excuse me excuse me ten thousand won uh-huh. and and then for children even cheaper so well I, worth an afternoon or the evening were you at here, that beautiful stadium yeah it's, yeah. it's Whoa, a beautiful wow. stadium. yeah were you here when they first started playing like when the team came Gosh. to you if I was, I wasn't involved with the footy guys. Wow. I hadn't. I hadn't started my friendship that got me hooked on on soccer. Be, before the tickets were, it was free for like well, three years. It, it was something like maybe because they couldn't get the fans filled up in that I think massive that's also stadium. Why it's only man on too? Yeah, right. Well, you guys, it, this is a World Cup stadium. This is gorgeous. this was built for mm. the World Cup, and it is gorgeous. Mm. But it is huge, and let's be honest, it's it's vacant. A, it's, it's vacant. Even if <laughs> even if the crowd like uh, we had, they put it up on the big screen. I think we there was something like two thousand three hundred some people mm. at the home opener, mm. and I looked around. I was like, really? <laughs> didn't even didn't even seem like that. I it's think a, they, it's I massive. Think, like, just like a, back home in Toronto at the James yeah. Games when they have yeah, yeah. very like a smattering of people, they up it like it looks like that. What do you mean? There's like thirty thousand yeah. people. You're here. like, I don't know just about that. Aunt. But, but yeah. do go, do go, and uh, it seems like we're in for a good season. And I am here for it. I'm gonna take my daughter for sure. When uh, maybe she when she's a little. Bit I, I don't know. There's tons of kids there, and they oh, were having yeah. a blast. And and you know, I I just finished saying that everyone was kind of regulated to a seat. There's a little bit more. Uh, relaxing views nobody's going to scream at your children no one's going to be yelling at the right. kids for running around a little bit so it was a nice family outing well perfect mm. well thank you for that yeah so now we are going to throw to our very new segment which is well what I go. well we need a name for it so daryl yeah. explain what is our new segment please. so our new segment is Jeju dialect corner, which okay. we have a placeholder called Morago, or which means what did you say in <laughs> Korean? So if you guys have a better title, something a little bit catchier, maybe more creative, please email us to at uh, me, you, and Jeju at gmail.com or, or on Facebook. Instagram, yeah, yeah, you know, like Carrier Pigeon, Smoke Signal. You can telegraph. I'm me. looking at you, all uh, my creative friends. We just want something that we can, uh, that's cute, funny. Not even funny. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Just something that is, is a nice title for this segment. But let's go ahead and throw to that. Welcome to the inaugural episode of, we haven't come up with an official name yet, but we're going to call it Morago for now. This is the Jeju Dialect Corner with our teacher, Sansungin Hyunjung. Welcome. Thank you for uh, 
tootling us. Yes, thank uh, you so much. I'm really excited about this new segment. I'd like to mention that this segment is brought to you by GS25 and Jungmoon. It's across the street from the uh, Ucheguk. And um, when you're in town, go by, get some beers. Oh, and, yeah. And enjoy a day at the beach. Now, on to our episode. So, the podcast name of the show, Me, You, and Jeju, was actually developed by our wonderful teacher, Junjo. Now, you told me many, many moons ago when you came up with it that it comes from Hancha, correct? Chinese character. Yes. Me means beautiful in Chinese character, and you means bee. So, like, it means, like, I don't know, like, there is, like, beautiful mm -hmm. in Jeju Island. That's what we were thinking. Mm -hmm. And actually, but grammatically, it's wrong. Like, you need to say you, me in Chinese grammar, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. But I it's grammatically wrong, but we picked out. So, like, also, we thought, like, we can use in English, too. So. Uh -huh. So it means beautiful me? So, sorry. So me means beautiful. Me means beautiful. Oh. And then you means be. Oh, so you are so beautiful, basically. Yeah. Yes. And so you yes. would say that yes. to someone, you are beautiful, me, you. You, me. You, me. You, me. Yes. Yes. You, me is actually yeah. a name. Yeah. Oh, you, me. So that's right. why so many like, you, me's in Korea. Oh, there's Korea. so many you, me's. Yeah, oh. it means to yeah. be because beautiful. Be, yes, yes. Well, I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, and I guess... Uh, you mentioned that you, we developed together, so the cat's out of the bag. My wife, Miss Yunchung, <laughs> she has decided to thank you be our teacher for now. But if anybody's listening and who's wanting to also become a Sansanim for us, <laughs> teach us Jeju dialect. We're we, accepting applications. Yeah, you email us at uh, meyouandjeju at gmail.com. Now, Yunchung. Uh oh, pressure. Yep. What, what word, sentence, phrase, colloquialism shall we be learning today? Moreng Boram Sumi. Moreng. You guys should see the face she's giving Daryl right now. I love it. <laughs> and, and, and what is. Moreng Goram Sumi. Moreng Goram Sumi. What does that mean? Yeah, that means Borago in Korean. Uh -huh. Also, like, you can, you can make it short. Like, you can say just Moreng. 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 And that means. Borago like, in Korea. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Which means. What did you say? Very important to know. <laughs> Very important to know. Right, but if that's the only thing you know in Jeju Satori, yeah, you don't go, say what that. Or whatever it is, yeah. they're going to repeat it, and you're just going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I still don't, don't know. know. <laughs> oh, you sound so good. I love that. Uh -huh. I love the Jeju dialect. Right. It's so different, you know, from the rest of the country. Uh -huh. The dialect here is just something real special, and for I think, yeah. For those who may not know, Jeju has its own, like we just said, its own dialect, but so do each and every province, something like that. Like Busan um, has its own dialect. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. Busan, Seoul, also, Daegu. Yeah, yeah. Um. even on Jeju Island, actually, like we have a little bit different, we use a little bit different of like Satchuri in like, like North Bay area and Southern oh, really? area. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I well, I didn't know that. Oh, that's even more to learn. Uh -huh. yeah. This is intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, by yeah. the way, like, I live in Jungmen, so mm. it's like southern. Maybe. So how different are the two? I don't know, yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a difference. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, that is really neat. Yeah. Now, I guess that's it for our inaugural corner of <laughs> Morago, uh, brought to you by GS25 in Jungmen. When in Jungmen, 
Make sure to hit up Judas25. Thank you for <laughs> Thank doing you, this. We really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. For my friends, especially my Korean friends that know me, I do not have a good accent, um, a Korean accent. Mm -hmm. I certainly understand more than I can speak. So for me personally, I'm really, really looking forward to this segment, and that was a really good way to start. Oh, that's interesting. You, yeah. you know more... Then you can speak. I speak more than I understand. So we're we're perfect team. Right yeah, there. right. So that that went well. That went really well. Yeah. I think this is going to be something fun. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this uh, segment. And like I said, if if you are interested in taking over the mantle from my gracious, lovely <laughs> wife, who is um, not forced to do this at all because we live together, um, again, that same email address would be great. Now, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So. Now, onto the bigger news of the day. <laughs> it's been many years coming, actually. Okay. Are you familiar with the Jeju 4-3 special law? So let's start off with there. You would have to tell me mm. what it is, but I'm going to go ahead and say no. Okay. <laughs> All right, just taking a wild guess. Well, the, the Jeju 4-3 special I might, law. I might, I might. It has to do with, of course, 4-3, April 3rd, has to do with the Jeju Massacre. And which in is Korean, is Sasam. Sasam. Okay. It, it, it's concerning the state violence perpetrated all against the Jeju people that resulted in 25,000 to 30,000 people killed over the period of 1947 to 1954. Now... And did you mention 4-3 actually means April 3rd? April 3rd, You did? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. For years, decades following it, it was covered up. It was squelched by mm -hmm. dictator after dictator. Right. And speak of it was taboo, but also, like, you didn't want to be associated with anybody who died during it because you would be considered a communist or a yep. sympathizer, what have you. It, was it affected. Bad. It was bad. It affected your jobs, right? People oh, yeah. couldn't get jobs. People changed their names. Fam people did lots of people stuff. People changed their family names, I mean, down to mm. it, yeah, just to not be associated. I mm. mean, that's a big, big old deal. Well, the Jeju Special Law was an endeavor to fix all of that. So it passed in 2000. And it was the reason why we have the museum. It's the reason the why Park? we have okay. uh, the uh, For Free Investigative Report, which is mm. what made the museum. That's where all the information came from because the law funded the fact-finding mission. And it... It got a lot of de uh, information declassified. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all the part of thing, that. Right? Plus, yeah. it was also like a part about getting... Not compensation, but like health benefits for victims and families. Right. The the actual law has in the title about restoring honor to the victims. Exactly. So it's not just Exactly. So important. Yeah. So important that this started happening, yeah. But it passed twenty years twenty Jesus. I know. You you said two thousand, I was like, wait a minute, how many years? Oh my That's a long oh time ago. Yeah. Okay. Right? But it, it's done a lot of work, but it's People have slow, been slow, slow and slow and plotting. Right. Well, yeah. it, it also incomplete. Right. Like we, ah. Sasam ah. is a, it's not a, the actual event doesn't have an official name yet. No. Right. No. And that's why inside the museum there is like a monument that stays blank that's waiting to be etched with the actual name of whatever right, they decided right. is fitting for the event, the event, the tragedy. Right. Now on February twenty sixth, the Friday after we did our podcast, lawmakers and and the Korean National Assembly voted to pass an amendment to the Jeju 4-3 Special Act. So this stuff is a little dry, but it's, it's actually really important here to the people of Jeju and really important to researchers and journalists like myself who are trying to understand more what happened. Because one of the main things that this law, this amendment is going to do is create more fact-finding missions. Okay. So, and, and this is, needs to be done now, particularly because of all the 
the survivors who are left are are, are quite getting up getting there, up there, right? yeah, getting getting old. But the main thing that but main people, I assume, I believe we're pushing for it is that it creates a pathway for compensation, monetary compensation for victims. Now, some, some, there has been some already monetary, right? Uh, well, it depends on what like, you are referring you wanna... to, right? Like, because like there's I said, just so much information. Well, yeah. there's also a lot of variations too, Okay. because not everyone's a victim in the same way, right? You okay. have grieved family okay. members, okay. you have actual people who were victims during it. And then another big thing that it's going to be doing, it's going to be looking at, uh, which has been a big issue for the last few years, looking at people who were convicted and sentenced to jail uh, through the two court marshals in 1948 and 1949. And this is the law that's addressing those things, this not the previous. This is going to okay. review those, because they've been going to court recently. Good good for them. Um, yeah, like I, co- any... I covered it two oh, well. years ago when okay. the first people, the first 18 people went to court and they received a combined... I don't have it in front of me a well, million, we'll, couple million dollars. Yeah, we can clarify that later yeah, on. Yeah, I can throw it up online. Social media, yeah. But Good this, for them. That seems like, take even now, mm-hmm. even now, it's not really a spoken thing. Let's just be honest. It's not, neighbors aren't talking to each other necessarily freely about this incident. Have you talked to anybody about it? No, I mean, I did the dark tour, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. If you if you are a person that lives on Jeju, you should know the history of this mm-hmm. land. Um but in general, even my, my Korean friends that are from here, this is not a subject people freely talk about. So for them to go to court seems kind of a, a very well, important. And they won. And they right? won. They won that. And super then important. Others were uh, emboldened, emboldened by emboldened, it, yeah, and they yeah. were filing more. But there's so few of them left, right, yeah. of the people who and were convicted just by the court ancestors. Marshals, oh, gosh. Right? What a... What a and some ugh, of them were sent to 20 years in jail, right? Yeah, this Up is... to 20 years. Really, really. It's just... It, mm. The whole incident is so heartbreaking. It's, it's hard to put into words just the repercussions mm. for this island and the people to it. So, and Moon... Uh, actually, Moon Jae-in was somebody who was pushing for it. President Moon Jae-in. Yeah, President yep. Moon mm-hmm. Jae-in. Yeah, it's Moon. Like, he's my yeah, buddy he's or your something. Buddy. Well, for people that don't know Korea, you know, politics yeah. are all important to say. Yeah. Um, well, like, last April 3rd, he talked about... Uh, this is a quote. I truly feel heavy-hearted about mm. the slow pace... Uh, end of quote, referring uh, to the how long the the bill has the been taking, the amendment's been taking to get through the uh, assembly, and it passed. And it passed. It on, passed one hundred and ninety nine to five oh, with fa- twenty five abstaining. Fa- really? Yeah. Do we know why? Uh, no. no, I mean, okay. well, uh, it's I'm complicated, sure, right? It like, is complicated, but good, good grief! Like, uh, like people. The, the museum's been sued. Like, Countless, I do remember. At least uh, last time I did it, and this was over a uh, long time. Long time ago. It was like <laughs> 12 years, 12, 12 lawsuits. Different cases. Against Amazing. the museum over like incorrect or claiming incorrect information, information and stuff, yeah. right? Like, this is still a big issue. I remember once when I was covering the April 3rd anniversary memorial oh, on, right, right. a couple years ago, a cop kind of pulled me over. He didn't want me to go do my job, I guess. He wasn't, like, restricting, like, he didn't understand, like, he wasn't, like, journalism right. abuse or anything. Right. But he was explaining to me that, that communists were, like, bad. Like, right. he had this... He had his own he agenda. He had the conservative agenda. image mm. of what happened. So there are people out there who still push back against it. And right? this is why, I, I just finished saying, this is, I truly believe, I mean, it's not a conversation. Neighbors upon neighbors are just mm. having, like, over, you know, shared coffee and shared tea. It's mm. it's not a topic of conversation quite yet. So laws like this are really important uh, 
how, do, how would I say that, Daryl? Not normalizing, but normalizing the conversation of this tragedy. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, getting people to to acknowledge it, and confront it. <laughs> and yeah. Whatever. To to deal with it because it's still got repercussions, right? Like, Absolutely. It, this is not history. I keep telling people it's mm-hmm. it's, it's people still ongoing. present lives. People who lived it, who who were part of it, still alive. You right. Know? Right. And um, on March second. Uh, Moon Jae-in remarked on the passing. He said, the passing of this bill represents truly significant progress in that it specifies responsibility for state violence and lays the foundation for reparations and compensation for the victims. That's pretty End strongly worded for yeah. President Moon Jae-in. I mean, <laughs> for his, you, you, his you voice. Little... I, uh, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah, but I, I think that's pretty strongly worded. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't leave a lot of room he's for... A second he's he's come down. Come, right, right, he's come down. A couple times now. Apologize. So that that was that was big. I remember because I lived here during that time. As did you, Daryl. That Mm. was that was big because uh, Koreans' apology is is a bow, Mm. Um, and for us Westerners, that's a pretty. Mm. It looks pretty dramatic, and and it is. It's it's Mm. if you really in your heart of hearts are apologizing, Mm. you're gonna. Did you even know the Korean word? I don't. I certainly don't. The bow. The bow. The apology bow. Because he he didn't. I am correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he, he bowed. Yeah, the and, and, 20, and that was, that was a distinct well, in, image in my head. It was also important because it had been so long after the original apology, right? right. And it was the first That's time true. that was an apology happened on April 3rd. The other uh, original uh, one mm, happened. Mm. Oh, wait, I... Well... Don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the original one happened on October 30th, on Halloween. Right, right. Um... And then I believe, uh, but he was Robo a part Hyun of this. Also came to an April third yeah. event, and then Mu Moon Jae In was the second president to okay. come to an event okay. after uh, Ro. Many, All many these years steps. Ago. I mean, it might seem unimportant, but something like that is of vast importance to the mm. people of Jeju. That yeah. that the the sitting president mm. actively acknowledges, and and yeah. So these these little things all add up and just so you uh, listeners know i'm working on getting some experts to actually speak to us more mm-hmm. in depthly about in the, the importance of this amendment and going into maybe the nooks and crannies of it because okay. it's quite quite dense so uh and now we have to switch to switch gears yeah um there's no proper way to segue to this but jeju suffered a tragedy a recently. huge loss, a huge loss. I think uh, the the way I would say it is, uh, it's a huge loss for Jeju and the LBGTQ plus community. But I really feel um, my friend and an amazing leader, Kyung, um, I really feel Z, which is his uh, Z's pro- cho- chosen pronoun, excuse my um, stumbling over my words there. Uh, but I really feel like Z would have had an impact in in Korea. Can can you uh, tell our listeners, unfortunately, what happened? Yeah, um, so Z committed suicide. Uh, I'd say now it's been about a week and a half. Um, and along, and we'll touch, we'll touch base on this uh, later, a little bit more in, info. But at the same time in, in Korea, there have been a total of three losses in the communities. And Z's was one of them here mm-hmm. on Jeju. And Z Kyung is the original founder and the driving force behind uh, the Jeju Queer Festival, mm-hmm. uh, which was an amazing, amazing event filled with love and happiness and acceptance. And mm-hmm. uh, all by sheer, all by sheer force made that event happen in this small fairly closed-minded community that we live in um, mm. by, by sheer force. And then uh, 
Um, C was also chose to be in the Green Party, a political party, and, and kind of give a face to the community uh, here in Jeju, which caused, uh, n- <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> getting a little choked up, caused I- extreme heartache. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hard. Let's just say it was, it was, Z's life was not easy. And being such a prominent and such a strong and such a proud individual did not go without tolls on their private life. Well, first, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm, I'm sorry for the loss of really, truly, I can't, can't put into words the impact this has had on the community. Yeah, there's not much, many words to say about it. Just I wanted to make sure that we, we honored and mm. respected mm. him and acknowledged right. Z's life and Z's contributions mm. to, to, to the island. Because I, I took my daughter to that festival. No, I made, you did. I, That's I made great. a point to, like, you know, like, to take her. Yeah. You know, she was still an infant. Sure, but you know. still. Well, I have a good friend that uh, took her, uh, her three children as well and came in a... Uh, shout out, uh, but mm. came and helped us. Uh, the very first festival um, was exciting because mm. it never happened. And so Kiong and some close friends, we all actually went to a local bar mm. and we're just sitting in the basement bar and we invited the community to come out and make posters for uh, the first queer festival. And so we just made, you know, just whatever you felt your heart was led to made, but to, you know, to be able to march in, in the parade and, and have these f- festivals. So we were all really a, a big part of that first That takes festival. resolve to do that on Sure Jeju, does. Right? Sure does. And I think that really led to um, the stress. The, uh, I mean, what can I say? It's not just stress. It's a whole, the burden, the absolute burden that mm. Kihong took upon themselves was um was was huge and mm. and to start it you know like you know z did his did their own thing over you know the, had to had to do a lot in the korean community mm-hmm. and then was also so uh, excited about having the foreigner community be a part and kind of give uh give uh, how do i say give strength right as allies and to give to give help and then um i mean gosh z was just such a part of the uh, foreigner community and and uh, Kyung also participated in, we did vagina monologues here. We've done that a few years to raise money for different women's projects, women's shelters. And then uh, the last couple we did, I think most of our our proceeds went to uh, the JG Queer Festival to make sure they had some funds to keep running. So I guess what we can do is just try to, I mean, keep advocating. Absolutely. Keep. That's, trying yeah. to keep trying to make the festival bigger and better when we can get back and have another yeah when COVID yeah I think now I think I think especially most of friends are are anxious like we you know fingers crossed that such a thing could happen in June again or you know in late spring or early mm-hmm. summer but you know who who knows where COVID and the vaccines will take us but I know that us in the in the community are are eager to be able to give homage give. Respect mm-hmm. to to Z. Yeah, no, and, and, and unfortunately, it also occurred during other people who died by suicide of the transgender exactly. community. Too. Exactly, and like I mentioned before, it was yeah. Z was one of three. Yeah. Uh, it, huge impact, huge, huge. It, it's it, it's hard to explain. Uh-huh. And now, um, to to give more context to it and to explain more about the situation, we are going to throw to a uh, journalist based in Seoul, Raphael, who we spoke to about the situation. So as we were talking about the situation in Jeju and the uh, tragedy of Ki-hong, we 
figured it'd be better to speak to somebody who knows a little bit more about the situation in Korea as a whole facing the LGBTQ uh, plus community on Jeju. And today we have with us <clears throat> Raphael Rashid, a Seoul-based journalist who specializes in uh, minority issues and attempts to try to give voices to the voiceless. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Hello. First time I've seen your face, by the way, face to face. I meant to go, I, you came down to Jeju to do a program and I meant to come visit you, but uh, just time got away from me and I couldn't get to that program. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. like uh, two months ago maybe? Yeah, I want to say. Next time you're in town though, I'll definitely be showing up. All right, all right, I'll let you know. So, uh, I was curious if, um, it, it kind of sent shockwaves through Jeju when the news heard that uh, news spread that he had uh, died by suicide. And I was wondering if, because he is such a big, important place person here, what was the impact, if anything, in Seoul of his mm. of Z's passing? Well, I think uh, Kim Ki Hong was certainly, you know, quite a visible person uh, in the community and uh, didn't mind to speak his mind, um, to, um, to put um, his face, you know, on the line and, you know, also uh, run for, as a proportional candidate for uh, the Green Party last year and also be an active member in, say, Jeju uh, Pride organization. So Queer festival, right? Perhaps, uh, you know, I don't know how many people might have known Kim personally, but I certainly think people knew of Kim. People might have known Kim's name. And, um, you know, I, so I, I definitely think people were aware of Kim's activism or or even be it as a politician or a teacher. And when the news hit um, of his passing the other day, I think it was, you know, it, it was quite shocking. Uh, it was devastating, heartbreaking, and it certainly was felt across the community based on conversations I've had uh, with um, acquaintances and friends who who might have known Kim personally or not. And definitely there was a lot of conversations within mm. forums and uh, LGBTQ forums uh, mm. online. Well, and this came at a time when, uh, when Kiong uh, um, passed. This also came at a time when there was two other prominent uh, deaths in the community. So it really hit. It was a one, two, three... Um, impact yeah. on on the community. Yeah. It was really really tough time. Yeah. So um, just before Kim's passing, it was about uh, one or two weeks before um, uh, another transgender person uh, unfortunately uh, passed away, and then one week after mm. uh, the announcement of Kim's death, then there was uh, unfortunately the news of. Um, Staff Sergeant Yang Isu, who uh, was, you know, quite high profile to some extent, and right. if not the, the first, if not only, um, transgender person to, to to be out loud and proud and um, and visible. Um, Yang was, of course, the person who was. Um, disgracefully discharged from the Korean military mm. um, after um, the Korean military found out that she had had 
um, uh, you know, surgery. Um, yeah, gender confirming surgery, and um, said that she was basically uh, disabled or something like that. Right. Um, so you know, when you have these three. Uh, these three deaths within such a short amount of time, um, it certainly it certainly shook the community. And I know that some people are still um, very much affected by it. Uh-huh. Yeah, just recently I saw, and, um, I follow you on Twitter, but I also follow a lot of groups. And so I recently just saw there was a beautiful memorial in Seoul with the, the, the quilt. Um, dedicated mm-hmm. to these these three recent tragedies, and that was a beautiful sight, but really, really tragic that it had to happen. You know, and I, you know, I really hate. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but right. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but these three deaths will have. Uh, I think well, they would have brought the community closer together than ever before, but also yeah. uh, pushed for more. Uh, push for people to demand more changes and um, I think you know I think we're reaching a somewhat of a bubbling point at the moment in Korea one Mm. after the other you have another incident another homophobic another transphobic incident be it on tv or politicians hate speech and it's just one after the other and I think these you know, these three unfortunate tragic deaths have sparked even more um, of a conversation, and I think people are paying more attention to the to the situation in Korea, and uh, it's not just in Korea, but international media are also catching on to what's going on in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm guessing that because of these terrible events, mm. um, you know, that the situation. I mean, people will turn their attention to what's going on and hopefully we will see something come out of this out of this tragedy you said that really well that was a beautiful way to say that it's it's forcing a conversation upon everyone well what also happened it's it's overshadowed by the the three tragedies but also recently there's a lawsuit that was filed against the national health service Mm. because uh there was a uh couple who were on the, each other's plans, right. but uh, once they found out that they were gay, they removed them from it. So they're now suing to get their equal rights. So it yeah. seems like from a litigious pl- standpoint, from a hopefully a cultural standpoint, because I believe the younger generation's attitudes towards LGBT people are changing in Korea. Would you, is that something that you would agree with? I, I think it's there's two things. I think it's the attitude um, of the young generation, but also the young LGBTQ generation themselves. They're a lot mm. more active and a lot more, yes. they're aware of their surroundings and they're a lot more vocal. And mm. some of them just don't really care anymore. I mean, of course they care, but mm. you know, they don't care about what people, what other people may say. So, say, right. you know, like I, I did an interview a few years ago and it, it was with gay soldiers currently serving in the army. Mm. in the military and I thought that maybe they might not be so forthcoming but on the contrary several people came forward of course the stories were not so positive but they were so brave uh, to say that they would tell their at their army base they'll be like yeah I'm gay so what Mm. it doesn't mean doesn't mean that the Mm. that the response they got was a positive one but 
uh, many people are just uh, have a have a completely different attitude, and I think that they know how to use their voice a lot more these days, and especially they're using social media yes, and getting their messages that. across. Um, and I think you know even the uh, the NGOs also know what they're doing um, a lot a lot better than before and pushing out messages in Korean but also sometimes in English Agreed. yeah knowing how to get the message across so very savvy very savvy yeah, yeah, yeah. no I think so, you know things I think they know that people definitely know how to to make uh, more of an impact these days and also like you said um, younger generations like on the other side are also more aware mm-hmm. um, and I think that they also understand they might not be necessarily pro LGBTQ or I mean whatever pro means but yeah. but at least you know it's people start starting to ask themselves like why why are there such hateful people mm. right. you know especially if you go to Seoul you know queer festivals and stuff like that you've got all the protesters and it's like on the one hand you know the protesters are here to to voice their discontent but at the same time regular passers-by who have no idea which side which side to you know to, to, to support right, to right. Be on. on one side you have people who are kind of minding their own business not doing anything too provocative on the other side you've got these really 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 angry people shouting really horrible things right. these horrible messages and for someone who has absolutely no idea what's going on or has no opinion you know, I think that they will realize mm. that there is a bit of a problem going on. Mm. And I think more people are aware of the situation of discrimination and hate speech. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do, you know, in a way, you know, I think times are changing a little bit. doesn't mean that there's been too much progress, but I think attitudes are slowly changing. I say, you know, you live you live on the mainland. Things in Jeju are often quite different than they are for mm. the rest of the country. Uh, Gyeong also was the leading founder and the driving force behind the Jeju Queer Festival down here. And so to touch mm-hmm. on what you were saying about the younger generation, um, for those festivals uh, as a participant or someone uh, that came to support and, and be an ally, I was thoroughly impressed mm. with the younger generation's just like you said, with their absolute sheer courage slash comfortable in their own skin. This is a small community in Jeju. Everybody knows everybody. And to see the sort of... like I said, not even pr- it's not pride. How- just being comfortable, being mm-hmm. like, this is who I am. This is willing this is to participate. willing to participate. And mm-hmm. and really, the young people came out in droves for the JG Queer Festival. Yeah. It was something yeah, yeah, yeah. to see. It was something to see. See, the thing that people don't from the understand uh, from the mainland don't understand about mm-hmm. Jeju. Well, I mean, some do obviously. Is that it, it, it's incredibly tight knit. Like if you mm-hmm. are dating anyone, <laughs> they will find like. The how money internet will find out, right? Like there's a story I yeah, always you tell. Secrets, yeah. Um, I I live in Jungmun. My wife is a native from here, and one day I was walking with he's like an 18 year old boy. He had long hair. He's a, like a neighbor friend of mine, and I was just walking him to the bus stop. My wife came to me the next day and said, "Who's what was who's the girl you were walking with oh, the no. other day?" And I'm like, "What do you mean walking with a girl?" Yeah, I heard you were walking because someone had seen me with he was trying to grow his hair at the time mm. so assumptions Gosh. and then it 
came all the way back to to my grandma, uh, my grandma, my mother-in-law, and then back to me. So like, it's truly small. It really is. And so to see the bravery, to see, I don't want to use that term. That's a little bit uncomfortable. To just see people living their lives mm. as uh, right, they wanted right, to live right. their lives was it's just been. It had a Kiang really had a huge impact in the community in Jeju. So and I, and I know other people have had impacts in Seoul. So I want to ask you, if you don't mind, going back a little bit to politics. You know, we have upcoming is the sole mayoral. Did I say that right? Mayoral? Mayoral. Mayoral election. And this is something I watch closely because most people say that the sole mayor will be in direct line for running for the president of Korea. Mm. So I've been following it. Not completely but i've been following it and then lately though um i've noticed that there's just been a lot of uh the the candidates uh have been quite vocal with homophobic statements and homophobic opinions um and i thought that not shocked but i'm surprised that it's kind of it feels like the progress has maybe been gone back a few steps do you agree with that or what do you see Mm. yeah i think you know to be honest i don't think much is it's not necessarily gone back. I just okay. don't think things have changed much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the current sole mayor, mayoral elections, mm-hmm. right now, I don't think there's much politics going on. I mean, the biggest yeah. the biggest conversation ultimately has been coronavirus over the past year, and right. sure. a lot of these a lot of these candidates, you know, they do exist and they have a certain maybe reputation or, um, you know, people know who they are, but they don't really know who these politicians are uh, within the past year, like what they've actually done in the past year. Cause okay, because it's all been around current. Yeah, okay. COVID. Okay. COVID. So okay. then we have all these candidates and, well, people know their names, so that's about it. And then suddenly they're coming out um, trying to distinguish, differentiate themselves by just oh. jumping on the homophobic bandwagon and... I mean, out of the blue, trying to to get the radical Christian vote. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's an election or a high position you're going for, the question of whether you are for or against homosexuality will always yeah. come up. It's always come up. Mm-hmm. Whether it's constitutional court judge, whether it's uh, to become a minister, whether it's to become president. So, or may announce. So, wherever, it, no matter what it is, this question is always going to come up. Okay. It's the one question to uh, to derail your candidate. It's a kind of impossible question, not an impossible question, but it's just even if you are pro, you can't really say it out loud, and you have to say you have to say it to some extent. You have to say that you support equality. You, you half-heartedly say a bit of both. I mean, it's unfortunate that these tactics are still being used. It's unfortunate, especially in Seoul, because as you said, the person who becomes Seoul mayor probably has their eye on presidency in the right. future. And right. what happens in Seoul will eventually happen across the country. Uh, it's unfortunate that some of these candidates are, yeah, you bringing out, literally just out of the blue, bringing Seoul pride into the equation. And it did feel that way. It really felt like a drop. I think that's a great way to say that. It really was, like I said, it was very, I'm on Jeju, so we have a whole different thing going on down here. But to hear these surprising statements, um, and so homophobic, was just a little little surprising. Well, I remember, I think it was Moon who Mm. came out. Uh, on the, like right famously, before the end of his came out. Uh, campaign, and said he, he he's against discrimination, but he's not 
he does not support legalizing homosexuality mm. or marriage in Korea. Korea. And he did that right before, I believe, if my yes. memory serves me right. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned COVID-19 because COVID-19 has had a way of affecting minority groups because, yeah, you know... Yeah, yeah. Negatively. Negatively, affecting. yeah. Um, <laughs> how has the transgender LGBT community in Seoul, if you know of, how have they weathered the pandemic? Well, you know, back in May, you had the Itaewon outbreak, mm. which affected uh, the, the gay club scene in Itaewon, mostly. Yeah, it's funny because looking back, it was only a few hundred, like in total, a few hundred cases. Right, right. Um, Retrospect, which right. is like, yeah, which is like less than the daily number at the moment in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet all hell broke loose. Again, it was an unfortunate situation. It was a perfect situation to shift responsibility onto a mm. marginalized community. And it was pretty uh, disturbing how the media reported on this in the first instance and the way they portrayed it, the words they used, the pictures they used, you know, they put like topless people as a pic, I mean, one media in particular mm. put topless people as a kind of a stock image. Yeah, it was pretty disturbing how it was portrayed. Mm. And unfortunately in the process, some people might have uh, been outed or not. Mm. Right. in order to uh, come forward to get tested. Because if you're in a company and then you say, well, I, I need to get tested because I, you know, it's pretty obvious I was in Itaewon, right. then that means you might be automatically outing yourself. Mm-hmm. So the, I think there was a little bit of a bit of a heartbreaking issue for certainly some people. But on the other hand, it was the number one news. And on Porter websites and on Twitter, like the words LGBTQ, sexual minority, gay, were top trending words mm. through portal websites and, you know, social media. And it was the top news. So you would flick the channels, you know, KBS, JTBC, YTN, and this was the top news. And the top image was these clubs, which until that time, no one even knew existed. Right. Right. Your, your regular, you know, people who have no no knowledge of of any of of, of this, even the community, the have scene, no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely nothing were exposed to it, and I think a lot of people probably did feel a little bit sorry. I mean, of course, you on the one hand you have a lot of hate speech online generated by the same uh, vocal minority. On the other mm-hmm. hand, I think a lot of people did feel like a little bit sorry for what was going on. But like I said, it was. I think it's the first time that I see that there's been so much visibility right. uh, on TV and in news. And I think because there was such a big backlash, especially from international media outlets reporting on the homophobic situation in Korea, it looks very shameful on the ground here. And then I think people realize very quickly. And also there was backlash from NGOs and you know Human Rights Commission. And even the, you know, some some government officials did say basically that would be discriminatory. So then I think the tone changed a few days later, and some of these media that were running these awful he- or sensational headlines, not even I don't even think because they're necessarily homophobic media themselves, but just because they thought it was okay to refer to certain people in a certain way, just because they have no idea. Not educated. Yeah, just not educated. Right. And then I think the narrative changed a little bit. And some of these same media flipped the story around and then did reports on mm. this hidden community and 
literally giving them a voice. So okay. it might have been bad for some people, but I think overall it mm. gave more exposure than anyone could have possibly dreamt of mm. in a okay. positive way. It's okay. it's forcing a confrontation at least to you have to yeah, acknowledge yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that they are that these people live among us. They right. they they're part of our community. Yeah. Based on these reports, pretty normal people with normal faces and normal yeah. names, yeah. you know, and office jobs, and you know, nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. exactly. Well, that's great, Raphael. Thank you very much for being us. This has been really, really, really. In, in, insightful, and we'll have you back on again. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was pretty good. What do you think, Daryl? Yeah, no, that was very informative. And it's great to get that insight because I, I, when was the last time you went to Seoul? I, I never go to Seoul. So well, and we can't go to Seoul. Right, we can't go to Seoul. So just to have different. But, I, I you know, uh, just for listeners out there, I follow Raphael on Twitter. And he is one of my main sources of news for Korea. He tweets in Korean and English. And I constantly will we'll throw up a link to to their website, uh, to their Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's my main source of uh, information of, of things in Korea. Yeah, you can follow him at Koryodo Dynasty. We'll we'll put it up, but uh, K-O-K-O-R-Y-O-D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. And so that interview, wow, 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 wow. I mean, I, I follow him. Like mm. I said, he's my main source. So I, I knew he had a way with words, mm. but, but just listening to him speak and... Uh, you know what else I was hit by, especially because I've just... It's been... I'm not going to lie. It's been a hard couple of weeks, and people have really felt the impact. I mean, it was a, Kyung's death was huge. We're still dealing with COVID. It's been a hard couple of weeks, but did you just like, I don't know, Daryl, what do you think? I, his answers just held a note of optimism, yeah. right? He like, yeah. yeah, we have this tragedy, but here's what I think we can see coming from, I don't know, just really it's empowering. Community is forced, it's being forced into the, the discussion. Yeah. And you can't, you can't put that back once it's out, right? Right. And I don't know, everyone's going to have to, you know, the interview is going to impact you in different ways. But for me, it just left me with a, like a a more a, a glimmer of hope, if that makes any sense. Like a, a little bit of light in the sky to be like, okay, maybe there is something around the corner. Mm. Yeah. Well done. Thank you so much, Raphael. If I mean, you guys really, have really. Comments, questions, hopes, dreams, worries, concerns, you can email us at Email us at uh, meyouandjeju at gmail.com. We have Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. All jazz. the goodies. We're on the island. If you're here, you can probably just scream our names. <laughs> you'll probably hear it. Music is by Jason Liskow. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Jason. Oh, Jason just had a baby. Oh, did he? Yeah, Congrats, yeah, Jason. Their That's first awesome. baby. Yeah, it was beautiful. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Oh, Henry. Yeah, Henry. Uh, and uh, our artwork. art is by Sarah Hodgkiss. Yep, thank you. Uh, editing and all that stuff is by yours truly. And uh, my co-host is Alexis. And until next time, be me, you, and Jeju. <laughs>